0: Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone, who's deciding to tune in today. This is the first episode in the Marvel Galaxy podcast hosted by yours truly, Evan Cormick, coming from the gracious studio of the Hillman Soundproof Room. Um, First off, I wanted to talk about... uh, or intro for this podcast. It is going to be called The Marvel Galaxy. Pretty much what we're going to be talking about is I'm a huge nerd and a huge fan of Star Wars and Marvel. So I figured... Both of those combined together. It gives me the opportunity to kind of talk about everything with you. I'm going to talk about a lot of different things with this relating to Marvel and Star Wars, and I want to take this very seriously. I want to get your guys' feedback. I'm working on creating an Instagram page uh, that you guys will be able to follow and kind of interact with me on because... I have talked to a lot of people outside of starting up this podcast, and people sound like they were interested in it. You know, a lot of people are secretly into Marvel or into Star Wars, and there's there's not a whole lot of outlets to kind of express it, um, so I want this podcast to be kind of like an interactive way that we can kind of talk to each other about Marvel and Star Wars and something that I feel like me and a lot of my friends um, enjoy, so... First off in this intro episode, you know, it's my first time ever doing a podcast, doing everything on my own, having a little help getting it out there. It should be on uh, Spotify, Apple Music and what have you. Make sure to tune in. Um, I want to try and make this a weekly thing, maybe twice weekly, give one episode, you know, talk about only Marvel, one talk about only Star Wars. But this, this is going to be a little bit choppy. You know, I've never done this before, but it's going to be a learning experience and I hope you guys are going to be along the ride with me I hope I can give you some enjoyable content which is why I want to create said Instagram page so that we can you know see how it's going so you guys can give me feedback if you know if you guys you know know anything about podcasts or editing and you want to give me tips I I think I'm doing a pretty good job so far We'll, uh, we'll see how episode one goes um But in the intro, I kind of wanted to talk about first, like, why I decided to do this. I know I touched on that a little bit in the introduction, but Marvel and Star Wars are a really big part of my life outside of sports, and, you know, I want to get a little bit personal. This is a podcast. It's just me. There's no other guests yet. Uh, So I have the ability to kind of get personal, And, and Marvel is, it's so, it's such an immersive universe, um through cinema that you can just get into. There are characters that you can follow. There is just loads and loads of content that is just out there for us to view and binge watch and really deep dive and get into. And it's it's really fun to just kind of sit there in like this fantasy world and just imagine all of these different things. And and Kevin Feige, which is kind of like the spearhead for all of the Marvel projects, is is really good at kind of giving us what we want but also not giving us everything we want because sometimes as the fans we get a little greedy at times um thinking about like oh well, we want this and we want that Kevin Feige is one of the he's more like a parent where it's like you know papa knows best and he's kind of just like there, there you you'll get what you want in time um so it just it means a lot to me because ever since I was a kid I was the funny thing actually about my, my history with Marvel is I was never, when Iron Man first came out, you know, all the way back in, what was it, like 2008, I never saw it in theaters. I, the first movie I saw was with my dad, it was The Incredible Hulk, um, and it was, it was pretty good, I liked it, I was like, oh, there's this big green, guy. I was a little kid, I was like, there's this big green guy, and, you know, he's throwing people around, he's really funny, I, I always liked that movie, um, but then just recently, like, it was kind of like quarantine, but I, I was always into Marvel. Like, I saw them in the theaters. Um, I forget when that really started. Definitely with the Avengers movies. But, but you know, over quarantine, like a little bit before then, is when I really just took a deep dive into it. And now I play, like, all the games. You know, you have the PlayStation exclusive, the Spider-Man games. And I'm just really immersed in there. And it's I, I want to hear from you guys. I want to see. I know I'm not the only one out here that feels like this. And I want to make it, you know... Not socially acceptable, but I want to make it okay for us to just sit around and nerd out about our favorite things and have it be, like, you know, okay to do. Uh, So Marvel has been more of a recent thing in my life to where it's kind of just taken off and been like my new kind of hyper fixation, if you will. But Star Wars has been, oh, it's been a part of my life ever since I was a little kid. You know, I collected the little action figures, the toys. I built Legos. I played the Lego Star Wars games on Nintendo Wii on Switch. And it was it's just so the marvel has its immersion but i feel like star wars was was the first ones like the ogs that kind of made it fully immersive to whereas they have all of their lego sets they have their toys their costumes their lightsabers everything that you could imagine that you would want as a kid to kind of feel like you're a part of that star wars universe that george lucas created you you have it right at your fingertips, you know. Is and now and now they've just they've just blown it out of proportion with, with Disney. You have you know, Galaxy's Edge. You have this. You have people that are just dressing up. You have cosplay. It's beautiful. You can get lost in it so easily. So we're kind of gonna break down, Marvel and Star Wars because there is a lot of content we have getting pushed our way. Um, more so on the marvel side they kind of have their steam rolling ahead and i'll kind of get into that a little bit later of of what i think the two different directions of star wars and marvel will be um, going forward with their content but let's 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 talk about marvel let's talk about what's what's going on now we have we've had a lot in phase 4 to kind of go over um, and I will preface. I do tend to keep up to date most of the time when I make these these episodes or these recordings. I will have been caught up with all of the the shows and movies that are out, um, as I am the type of person to see the movies like the day that they hit. I'm also prone to going on like Thursday nights, um, like the true release. That's the kind of person I am. So, spoiler warning: if you have not been caught up to She-Hulk, I will be talking about all of the recent v- episodes. Um, if you don't care about spoilers, keep listening, but I will, as a, as a true fan, I hate spoilers. Um, I really try to stay off Instagram on release days for shows and movies, because I don't like spoilers, um, but needless to say, there's a lot of hate around Phase 4 and around She-Hulk. I thought it wasn't that bad. Phase 4 as a whole could be better, you know, it's but it's also one of those things where we we have to, as a fan base, we kind of have to... Trust in the process that is Kevin Feige. In yes, you come off of Endgame, which is like this, this just absolute peak of cinema. This is this Avengers Endgame took 10 years to build, 10 years of movies and only movies. We had team ups, we had the Avengers, we had Nick Fury. This was all brand new to us that's why it took 10 years to build we didn't have Disney plus we didn't have TV shows no one cared about superhero TV shows it was oh this, this Iron man's a billionaire who builds him a suit of armor in a cave and now he's a superhero he's this really narcissistic kind of Playboy just rich guy and and now he's has a heart condition and has to save the world what what is this and there's this guy with an eye patch that Avengers initiative what there's other superheroes we're gonna get more of this? But now we have we have Disney Plus. We have this is all Disney has. Disney has kind of transitioned. I'm not a really big Disney animations follower at all. But they've got you know, when you think of Disney now that they've kind of bought everything, you think Marvel, you think Star Wars. That's immediately what you think of. Um, but they still have their other side of animation but it's it's all that there is. You have Disney Plus, it's one of the best streaming platforms. We're going to get more content consistently. I don't as a true fan, it's it's what I it's what I want personally. And I understand, you know, this is obviously we're all talking from a personal standpoint. I have no problem with having three like two TV shows and like three movies in a year because I feel like that provides a better there's there's more that you can do. There's more sustenance. That way, to where you can, you don't have to, we're not going to have to wait seven, eight, nine. We're never going to have to wait that long again in years for another endgame. We're getting Secret Wars, and I believe it is 2025 is when we're getting it. That's three years away. So in three years, we're going to get so much content that Kang the Conqueror is going to be the next Thanos, but it's not going to take so long to set up. And that makes me excited. <laughs> it really does, because there's there's so much that you can do. There's so much you can pull from the comics. And I'm not a huge comic book fan by any means. I don't really read them, but I do know a lot like of what they're bringing to the table. And they Phase 4, I feel like people don't like it as much because... They are bringing in comic material, and we're just not used to it. And what I, what I mean by that is Phase 4, it started with WandaVision. You, you have Wanda, who was such a heartbroken character, right? And she, she lost Vision in Endgame. She was devastated. We didn't know where she was going to go. And now she traps this entire city, and she's just losing her mind. And I, and I didn't like what they did with Vision at the end because now it's like where is he. But at first I was I was with everyone. I was like first couple episodes of WandaVision I was like what is this? We're going through a different decade each time. I don't understand this. What's past, what's present, who does she have trapped, when's, you know, when's the savior going to come in? But then as the show went on, we got introduced to Agatha, we got, you know, more background story. It was good. It was really good. And then, you know, we had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we had our other movies that we have had so far, and they're not doing well. In In the public's eyes, there's, they're not, it's almost like we're, after No Way Home from Spider-Man, we were, like, shocked at the different Marvel projects that, that have come out, um... And, and it, just, it just blows my mind because I'm one of those people where it's like I am just a true Marvel fan. I'm not going to blindly support everything that they put out. Like She-Hulk, perfect example. A lot of people really hate this show, and I don't know why. I understand that it, it if you look at it as a whole to the MCU, it has nothing to do with what we are working with. It hasn't set up anything. It's it's just introducing this character, and now it's kind of a sitcom. But that's the thing that I also love about it is that's what they're trying to do. This they literally with Jennifer Walters doing all of her asides in the actual show. It's it's making fun of people that just go online and hate the show and hate She-Hulk and just oh they're just trying to make all these women superheroes now because you know twenty twenty two and equality. Why can't we just have you know a strong male character? It's it's a superhero. It's that's how She-Hulk is in the comics, and that's the thing that I mentioned earlier. We have to keep in mind that this is all part of the comics. She-Hulk is just that person. She she is she is focused on her dating life. Like in the comics, she like dates all these different superheroes because she's trying to find herself because she didn't want to be She-Hulk. That's the whole premise of the show is that it's a it's a satire. It's comedy. She doesn't want to be She-Hulk. She's just an average everyday lawyer that happens to be She-Hulk. And I don't know why people have such a such a problem with this show because it's good for what it's worth. Because you got to see the bigger picture. This is what what they're trying to get to us. The last two episodes I think are going to be amazing. We have got the sneak peek of Daredevil. Like I said, spoilers, if you didn't see, there's his helmet. He's getting his classic yellow comic book suit. She is starting her superhuman law division. That's the big picture. Not every episode is going to be the next climbing step. Yeah, it would be cool to see, you know, a little bit of cameos or maybe she's doing it. But we are getting cameos. We have Wong, who is in a couple episodes. Got to see his little tie-ups with what he did in Shang-Chi amazing movie by the way if ah, that was that was a beautiful beautiful movie set up shang chi perfectly i'm excited for him to get back i digress it it tied up all that now we have abomination back in the mix And, and it's abomination is one of those things where you you have to this is where it helps being a marvel fan that knows everything that's connected he is quote unquote, changed his ways. He has this this camp to where, you know, he does all of this talking therapy. You know, he is a different person, blah, blah, blah. Well, that is until the leader of the Thunderbolts comes in and says, hey, let me make you an offer that you won't be able to turn down. I know there's revenge in there. She's going to manipulate Emil Bolonski to turn into abomination in just be abomination and not worry about his therapy or she's going to make him relapse that's how the thunderbolts is going to happen okay and we have to keep that in mind so yes it is stupid that jen got stuck in the last episode and she had to do all of this talking therapy about getting over a boy but at the same time marvel realizes that they have a grip on society and on disney there are so many people watching this show like like anything that marvel puts out it's marvel you're going to go watch it, at least the first episode, or the first three episodes, and then you're like, well, I wonder how the show's doing now, but I can't just watch episode seven, and then fill in the blank, so I have to watch all the episodes. They're tricking you. They, they're going to make you watch the show, whether you want to or not. And, and by all means, it's not a perfect show. It is no Daredevil on Netflix. It is no Punisher. It is not some of the better products that Marvel has got out but they're not trying to do this I don't think Black Panther tickets just went on sale November 11th that is going to be their big 2022 like boom this is our big product you have been waiting for it rest in peace Chadwick Boseman I still cannot believe he's gone watching Black Panther will not be the same but that is their project they've had so many failures this year with Multiverse of Madness flopping with Thor Love and Thunder flopping that they're like, boom, Black Panther. You wanted a movie that was not two hours and felt rushed, boom, two hours and 41 minutes, about two hours and 30, give room for the credits, of pure content. We're gonna introduce Namor. We're gonna find out the next Black Panther. We're gonna see what M'Baku does. That's their big thing. She-Hulk is not their kind of like magnum opus of shows. It, it is doing what it needs to. It introduced She-Hulk. It showed you how she got her powers it shows you what smart hulk has been up to it shows you how he's dealing with the aftermath of endgame it shows you how he heals and now he is with the grandmaster off world again potentially setting up a world war hulk movie i would love to see that we would love to see that but we also have to keep in mind i don't think many people know this universal studios still owns the rights to hulk So that's why we haven't seen Hulk in this solo movie or he's just this big, bad, like, awesome superhero just wrecking everything in the Avengers movies. That's why we've seen him kind of weaker, kind of, you know, toned down a bit, kind of childish uh, comedy-wise because Universal owns the rights. They're not going to let Marvel, they're not going to let Disney make a movie about Hulk. They're not going to give them the power to do that. Universal would lose too much money. They're a clock. they're like Sony. They're clinging on to those rights to Hulk, and there's nothing we can do about it. Yes, is Smart Hulk a little annoying? Yes, obviously. But people also think like, oh, if Edward Norton, I believe that is uh, the actor's name that played Hulk back in like 2005, oh, if that was his Hulk going against Thanos, then you know he would have whooped his butt. No, Thanos is supposed to make Hulk look weak. Thanos had an Infinity Stone. He was going for another one. Hulk just got off of his high horse from Ragnarok and just kind of found peace within himself. And he's not going to beat Thanos. It's Thanos. He's the big bad. Now, I understand he could have put up a little bit more of a fight. And there was actually recently just a leaked clip that at the end of Endgame, uh, there was talk that Smart Hulk, we were going to get to see them bind together and him bust out of the Hulk Buster armor. I like it. I like it. But at the end of the day would that not have taken away at the severity they would have we would have been too focused on whoa it's smart hawk what is this hawks back whoa instead of sitting in the theater like we were and being like whoa the avengers just lost captain america got his butt kicked we thought he was dead vision's dead the avengers lost thanos did his plan did what he wanted to do and <laughs> the Avengers couldn't stop them. How are they going to rebound from this? Half the world was snapped away. That's what we were supposed to focus on. I digressed a little bit, but you know, hey, that's what we're going to do here. We got to talk about all things Marvel. Got a lot of catching up to do. More about She Hulk. I was reading some articles before I started recording the show. And the actress that plays Titana, her name escapes me, but she was going back and forth with fans saying that the show is trash. The most recent episode just kind of got bombed because it just wasn't that good. And and I'll agree, it wasn't anything spectacular. They kind of wavered a little bit because you had this whole episode premise of, okay, you need a new suit. And this is where we thought we were going to see the the action pick up a little bit. Um, Like I said, I'm not a blind Marvel supporter. I will give criticism when criticism is due, just like in probably a couple episodes i will talk about multiverse of madness and thor love and thunder my thoughts on those but it you flash the daredevil suit and and do i think Daredevil's going to come back yes i think that's going to be the ultimate saving grace of the show is that daredevil going to come back and it's going to set up his tv show or set up more appearances from him and the fans are going to love it but the last episode was kind of you know trash for lack of a better term because she was just obsessed with this boy. But then, see, that's the thing about Marvel that I love, is that they give us this twist. They give us, oh, she's worried about getting over a boy? Well, you think it's a stupid episode. Wait till the last two minutes, and he copied all the data off her phone and took a sample of her blood. Who is he working for? What? You thought this was just a stupid episode about her falling in love with a boy and then him using her? (laughs) No. Kevin Feige's better than that the directors are better, the scriptwriters are better than that, they are setting up something big. And I think it's going to be one of those things where they don't care what we think. They make fun of us in the fourth wall breaks that we have seen from the show. And they make fun of all the haters. But but the actress that plays Titanic, she was getting into it in a very heated uh, debate with some of the people that she was talking with on Twitter. And she was like, "Why? I want to learn. She basically said, I want to learn from all of these haters of, of what we're doing wrong. We're trying to... This is a satire show. She, she said it flat out. She said, this is satire. Why do you guys hate it so much? I, I, I don't want to start arguments, even though she did get into an argument because a couple people on Twitter did kind of, like, come at her and were a little rude, but then she was rude back, which is whatever. It happens. It's Hollywood. It's... They went back and forth, and she just wants to learn and and I don't blame her. I don't I the show's not good. Okay, it's not good in terms of Marvel standards, but it's not bad. It's very very mediocre. It's introduced She-Hulk. We get a good backstory of the character and I think that's what these Marvel TV shows are going to kind of turn into is some of them like Loki is going to be its own story that'll get woven back into a movie of sorts. But some of these smaller ones, like She-Hulk, are going to be <clears throat> kind of like, oh, this is all character backstory. What we could have put in a three-hour movie, we're actually just going to spread out over a seven-episode TV show and introduce some fun things along the way. They have accomplished things now. We know where Abomination is. He's been fully established as a character. We know Titana, even though she was missed, underused. She's not supposed to be the big bad um, this is a story about She-Hulk. This is giving us our character appreciation so that when we see her in a movie, which we will, she's a big part of the next, the new Avengers that we will be forming over the next couple of years, she's, we'll see her on screen and we'll be like, that's it, that's Jen Walters, that's her. I know her, I know her backstory, I know her likes and her dislikes, I appreciate this character. So that way, they're giving us this show so that they can just throw her into a movie and they don't have to explain anything. She might do, like, two minutes of, like, on-screen work with some of the people there. Like, some of the, like, oh, hey, my name's Jen Walters, by the way, I'm here to help. But it's it's not gonna be, you know, diving into, well, my name's Jen Walters, this is She-Hulk, let's take the next 25 minutes finding out everything about my character and make it rushed. Um... Yeah. So instead what I think they're trying to do is they're trying to do they give us these T V shows to where you get all this backstory and yeah, there's gonna be a couple throwaway episodes. That there's the There's time for that in this series. I just, I that's this is also part of the reason why I want to make this Instagram page to kind of get feedback from you guys in in, in a constructive way. I don't want to pick arguments with a bunch of my friends. I just want to know your thoughts on the TV show as a whole, like why you like it, why you don't like it. Do I love that they are bringing up a lot of female superheroes? Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's awesome. It's, you have to make it more inclusive for everyone involved. Do I think at times they do too much focus on it? Yes. And they lose sight of what they're really trying to get at. But I feel like we just have to trust in Kevin Feige. He, with some of the blockbuster news that we've gotten lately, I think it is, it is safe to say that we can just trust that at the end of this TV show, we will be satisfied. Right now, as it stands, She-Hulk, I give about, uh, I'd say a 7 out of 10. You know, we, we got the Daredevil helmet. Dare, it, it, it is all but confirmed. I even think that there, we saw it in the trailers, which I have stopped watching trailers after Multiverse of Madness altogether just because I don't want spoilers because I don't trust Marvel's PR team. Um, Daredevil will be in the show. How he will be in it, I don't know. Do I think the next episode that releases this Thursday is backed into a corner? Yes. What I mean by that is they have used their their limit on filler episodes. Um, so whereas these, I think there's two more episodes left. This is this Thursday and next Thursday? It has to be something. It has to be action-packed. We have to find out who's getting it She-Hulk, how it's happening. It has to be a little bit longer. Um, I'm always a fan of longer Marvel series I don't think every movie needs to be three and a half hours, and every TV show needs to have eight one-hour episodes, that's a lot, Um, but I do think that they need to give a little bit more substance, and I know it might sound like I'm contradicting myself, sometimes I like to do that because it gives a little spin on the, you know, the premises of my opinion itself, but it's also just, I'm trying to find that, like, trying to show that I'm open-minded to Marvel, you know, I love a lot of the things that they do but I don't like some of the things that they do Um, but we're as Marvel fans you know we're eating good we're eating good Um, I think they they have a fair break between the end of She-Hulk and Black Panther Give us give give DC their, their spotlight to, to have Black Adam. I know this is mostly a Marvel podcast, but I will be watching Black Adam when it comes out, and I won't hesitate to spend a couple minutes talking about my initial review about it all. But I think after Black Panther, I think we're done for the year. I think it uh kicks back up in January or February with another TV show. I will do some research and circle back on that in the next episode of this podcast but overall she hulk i i I don't know why people don't like it i know i've sounding a little bit repetitive here but it's it's one of those things where it's you had miss marvel which is i think what i want to talk about next um you had miss marvel and that was a very inclusive show i was watching it and i loved it from the start because i am a huge marvel nerd and here's Miss Marvel. I didn't know anything about anything when it came to Miss Marvel. I, I didn't know Jack about it. I was like, cool, this is Miss Marvel. I saw the PlayStation Avengers game that was terrible. Um, she does stretchy things. That's about it. It gave us her backstory. It brought Islamic characters and, and this different family element other than just your typical American family that, oh, this is problems that everyone can relate to. Kevin Feige said, no, we're going to give you an Islamic family or a Muslim family, excuse me. I'm not sure, you know, racially which one it was. I forget. Forgive me if I messed anything up there. And we're going to show you what it's like for people that aren't your typical American household. We're going to give you new struggles that you have no idea what they are. And we're going to open up your world to this, amazing little Kamala Khan, this Miss Marvel, and I thought that show was beautiful. I loved every minute of it. They, they didn't waste any episodes. It was very impactful. There were twists. There were turns. It set up the Marvel's movie perfectly at the end. Uh, I think we'll see where the plot's going there. Um, to where Miss Marvel's gonna have to figure out what the heck happened. I love Kamala's family. Um, I'm very emotionally attached to that character already. I believe there's a second season confirmed. Um, I think that TV show as a whole was just miles better than what She-Hulk is doing. I feel like if She-Hulk took a little bit of that story, then I feel like, like the story premises of here's this new character, let's make every episode mediumly action-packed instead of low-impact more comedy... But at the same time, what they're doing, and this circles back to what I was talking about earlier about how the bigger picture of Marvel kind of is. If you notice something, there's a little red suited individual uh, that has a mouth and a flare. For fourth wall breaks that I feel like would do really well with Jen Walters. It's almost like they're using other characters to introduce other characters. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is a hot take. They started doing She-Hulk fourth wall breaks to prepare us for the greatness that is Ryan Reynolds. It's not on his scale, but it is. We it, it's one of those things where it's just not going to be Deadpool that does fourth wall breaks. It's going to be other characters because it is hilarious. I like when Jen just like motions to the camera and like that. There was one episode of She-Hulk that they did it perfectly, where it was just like Hulk was talking about it, and they I forget the exact wording that they used, but they kind of just talked about like, hey, there was a Hulk before this one. And they got back and Jen just looked up and looked at us and went, ha, told you. Or like, ah, that was funny. Like, see what we did there. I like that. It's cute. It's funny. It's what Marvel should be. They're trying to, and this is a struggle for Marvel, I I feel like we have seen, is that they're trying to appeal to literally every age range. They are trying to make their kid fans happy by giving them new, fresh superheroes that they can kind of get behind and a new a new universe for them to follow. They are trying to give the OG fans that have been around since literally the beginning the, the satisfaction of, I have watched this company grow for, God, 12, 13, 14 years, and I still appreciate it. I know everything about Marvel, and I'm going to this theater, I'm watching this movie, and I'm still going to be a fan of Marvel. And they're also creating content with Phase 4 to where you don't have to watch 10 years 23 episodes, 23 movies to know what's going on. It is that's also what I feel like they were doing with Miss Marvel is they were like, this is brand new. You can know nothing about nothing. You could just know that Marvel is a really popular movie group that dominates theaters. And that's it. And you can watch Miss Marvel and you can enjoy the content that you're seeing same with she-hulk brand new character that is what marvel's trying it's really smart they're trying to appeal to a mass group of people because it's a little bit scary as a fan think of it this way it's like you're starting a new tv show you see marvel you like it you see it somewhere don't care where you're exposed to and you're like, oh, this is really awesome. I want to learn everything. And you have your your friend that's like me. And it's like, oh, cool. You want to watch all 23 movies, 10 different TV shows? You want to spend literally days consecutively worth of your time to get caught up? And then you're a fan and you're like, oh, so you mean I have to watch a movie from 2008 and then watch this TV show about this movie in 2010 that intertwines connectively and then the multiverse and then Tobey Maguire, who wasn't even a part of the MCU, is now, it's so much, and it's scary. You want to just jump in and you want to be like, oh, yeah, I vibe with this Marvel stuff. This is pretty cool. And you want to just be able to run with it and not be completely lost, whereas you're in a movie theater and you see the end credits and you're like, huh, who is that guy? I'm never going to see him again. No, you want to be, like, immersed. You want to feel special. And I, I kind of like when Marvel doesn't appeal to the audience. It, 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 not, not a ton because I'm sometimes left disappointed. But they, they made this premise in She-Hulk to where after every episode, you were going to get an end credit scene, right? But they were, some of them were really important to the next episode. Some of them were so dumb and silly, like Megan the Stallion twerking with She-Hulk in their office. That had nothing to do with it. It was funny. It's Megan the Stallion. It's it's to my generation. It's the the TikTok, the the short humor. It and people were furious. They were like, "This is the garbage that I'm turning into." No, Boomer, just it's an end credit scene. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the next movie, like the next TV show. Get over it. It's a funny little TikTok thing that they're you know we're gonna put out there. Be like, "Oh, look what She-Hulk did," and then it'll be fine. Get over it. OK, like it's it, it blew my mind how upset people were that She-Hulk was like twerking with Megan The Stallion. You know what I'm saying? It, it was wild to me. Um, but I, and I like when you have a movie and then Marvel's like, we're not going to give you the satisfaction of a successful end credit scene like in Multiverse of Madness when that one guy had the hot dog stand. Um, it, it, they're just they're not going to do it. They're not going to appeal to us every single time. And that's OK. We are the fan. We are their consumer. I feel like we think that we have too much power sometimes with some of these movies. They they have things that they you can't have because it would it would ruin the novelty if we had this amazing comeback cameo in every single Marvel TV show. And She Hulk does a perfect job of of laughing at Marvel for that. They're they're just like, ha! You were looking for a cameo, weren't you? Because there was cameos in each of the first three episodes, and then there's not really any cameos left. It's it's not it's not it's it's kind of what people are making Marvel to be out. It's like oh, there's these cool movies with these these cameos that we're gonna see, right, right, right. We're gonna we're gonna see these cameos. If, if we don't see this cameo, if you don't bring back the set director from Spider-Man Two that was in the movie for five minutes, I'm gonna riot. No, that's not what it's about. They had a major success with No Way Home. That's what the people wanted. That's what they gave them. But there's only so much you can do. Now, now, there's rumors that, you know, Chris Evans might come back, but not as Captain America. He might come back as Johnny Storm. Kind of cool. Wouldn't mind seeing that. There's a lot of rumors, which I will also tackle on this show um, because I follow a lot of these pages. I like talking about rumors. I like kind of discussing the future and projects of what it could potentially be. So, this is where we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I want to thank all of you for joining me here today. Um, Like I said, I mentioned in the earlier portion of the podcast, if you guys want to go ahead and follow that Instagram, it's going to be the dot Marvel Galaxy. That again is the dot Marvel Galaxy. That's kind of where I'll be posting updates for the podcast. You know, kind of laying out a schedule, making announcements, kind of, and also using that to get feedback. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, so you guys can hit me up in the DMs, or when I post things, you can just make comments about you know how you think the episode went, or you know what things you'd like to see me bring to the podcast. But that's basically how it's gonna be. Um, thank you all for tuning in and listening to my first ever episode for my new Marvel Galaxy podcast. I hope you all enjoyed and have a great day.